Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Now make sure to get this podcast each and every week. Subscribe, rate and review it, and share it with all of your friends. Now this week continues our discussion about prophetic dreams and dream interpretation. We're learning that God is speaking to us in our dreams much more than we think. We've dismissed many of our dreams because we don't understand them. Our dreams are a higher language, but we've been invited into God's higher thoughts and into God's higher ways. Now, do you have my book, Prophetic Secrets? You can buy it at any online retailer that sells Christian books or go to jenniferevaz.com. We've now made all of my books available inside Australia. Now, again, just go to jenniferevaz.com and just click the shop tab. Now, last week, we began discussing four keys to simple dream interpretation. Now, remember that thorough dream interpretation requires a season of study from biblical dream interpreters. I mean, you can't just Google it and get the answer. Dreams are an invitation to a dialogue, but you want to review and study what Christian dream experts have to say as well. Now, to get you started, I have four simple keys to help you interpret your dreams. Last week, I gave you the first one. The first key that you want to ask yourself is who is this dream about? Is the dream about you? Because most of the time it is. You're the main character. You're the hero. You're being shown something that's happening or something that is about to happen. It's always an invitation for dialogue with God and something we are to pray about. For example, I had a dream this past summer that two crocodiles and a crazy man came after my husband and I. To give you some background, I had this dream during COVID and all the churches were mandated to shut down in California. Like many other churches, however, we chose to remain open, and it was a controversial decision for a lot of reasons. Was this a dream about something actually happening, or was it a dream about something that was going to happen? I'm still not totally sure, but I took it as a warning, and I knew in my spirit to confidently pray from Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. In Jesus' name, no weapon formed against myself, my husband, or our church shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against us in judgment we shall condemn. This is our heritage because we are servants of the Lord, and our righteousness comes from God. I also knew what crocodiles were. Those were Leviathan spirits, which are spirits of pride. The spiritual weapon against pride is always humility. I prayed then for the Holy Spirit to watch over our hearts that we would remain humble and not fall into pride. And then I prayed for our minds to be sound and stable in the Lord. And just a reminder that if you have a negative dream about someone, you don't go and say it. If you have a dream of impending disaster on your city or nation, perhaps, you don't drop it flippantly on your social media. That's poor stewardship. It's irresponsible, too. This is a clear invitation to pray for God's intervention and a redemptive one at that. We never say anything unless we are absolutely positively sure that God has released us to do so. So that was the first key, and now this is the second one. The second key is, is it a good dream or a bad one? Does it repeat? I love the good dreams, I'm sure you do too, and I'm comforted and I'm encouraged and I'm hopeful when I have them. But what do I do if I have a bad one? And what about the bad ones that repeat themselves? 
Some dreams that are negative have to do with our soul. We are processing something. We need to resolve something. And that's one explanation. Negative dreams could also be demonically sourced and not from God at all. This is where we need to discern the spirit behind the dream. By the way, I have a very popular book about the Holy Spirit's gift of discerning of spirits, and it'll help you. It's called Seeing the Supernatural, and you can get it in the USA or in Australia at jenniferevaz.com. But when you have a bad dream, a negative one, ask the Holy Spirit for the source of the dream. We ask him if that dream was from him or from something else, and he'll be faithful to reveal that to you. If that bad dream was demonically sourced, meaning that Satan gave you the dream to scare you or to try and bind and afflict your world, then you need to remember your spiritual authority as a believer in Jesus Christ. You've been given the name of Jesus. It's the name above every name. And you need to use your spiritual authority in his name. It's been given to you. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over the evil outcomes seen in these dreams and we render them useless against our life. Amen? Well, on the other hand, negative dreams could also be God's warning system to us so we can pray effectively to avert something coming or to pray so we can get the very best outcome out of something unavoidable. Several years back, I had ministered somewhere in Florida. A few days after I came home, I had a really bad dream. I knew the setting of the dream was in Florida, and I was the main character of the dream. Without getting too deep into the details, I began dealing with a spirit of chaos in that dream, and the dream was about that city I had just ministered in. It was such a strong battle that I could feel it for a few hours after I woke up. I shared the dream with the person who had invited me to minister and my husband, but I didn't share it anywhere past that. I didn't put it on my social media, and then I just prayed as best as I knew how. The following week, a deranged individual walked into the same airport lobby that I had flown in and out of the week before and began shooting people and even killed some of them. He was apprehended, eventually tried and convicted, but people still died, and I was horrified. I felt terrible, like maybe I didn't pray enough or pray correctly because I did encounter that spirit in my dream. It bothered me so much that I went and sought counsel from another prophet to find out what I could have done differently. I appreciated their words when they said, your prayers prevented even more deaths that would have happened. I took comfort in this, but it is the downside of seeing things in dreams, praying about it the best you know how, and then not really knowing the full impact of your prayers. And so the second key is to ask, is it a good dream or a bad one, or does it repeat? And then the third key is, what are the main facts of the dream? The prophet Daniel had a variety of intense dreams and visions, and he processed them by writing them down, but only the main facts. That's what we read in Daniel chapter 7, verse 1. Dreams often have so many symbols and scenes that you can't possibly process and interpret them all, and they do not contribute to the overall meaning of the dream anyway. For simple interpretation, you'll want to focus on just three or four of the most important details and set the rest aside. For example, I once had a dream that I killed two black widow spiders on a sunny day in the backyard of the home that I grew up in. These were the main points of the dream and the basis for my interpretation. I ignored the other miscellaneous details because they were just dream noise, which is similar to white noise, and they didn't need my attention. By the way, this dream meant that I had effectively dealt with two areas of generational occultism. This past weekend, I had a dream and there were four facts in the dream.
Again, this is why you want to read my book, Seeing the Supernatural. It's all about the gift of discerning the spirit so you can discern what is the Lord and what is not in your dreams. This past week, and I had a dream, and there were four facts in the dream. Again, this is why you want to read my book, Seeing the Supernatural. It's all about the gift of discerning the spirit so you can discern what is the Lord or what is something else inside of your dreams. It was a Sunday night before Sunday morning service, and I knew that only one piece of the dream was a fact. The rest was just noise. It was the name of a woman who would be attending our church the next day. I saw her name in the dream. And when I went to church, I knew in my spirit which service and what area the room she would be seated in. I actually didn't know her, but God did. And I called her out and gave her a prophetic word. Main facts are also the solid facts. You have to sort through the noise in your dreams and locate what God actually put in there for you to pay attention to. And we're going to go over the fourth key next week. So stay tuned to this podcast. Thank you once again for listening to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Help me get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Go to jenniferevaz.com and just hit the donate tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.